Whether you're an amateur or professional cook, we can all agree that we'd love to be outdoors. So what if I told you there was a company that could enhance your outdoor cooking experience in any situation? Do I have your attention? Let me introduce to you Camp Chef. For my backyard barbecuers, their pellet smokers combined with its Wi-Fi technology and adjustable smoke levels is a total game changer. Not to mention their signature pellet dump, ash dump, and slide and grill features makes your pellet grill unlike any other. But wait, let's attach the one and only sidekick onto the side of that smoker powered by a 28,000 BTU burner. And now we can griddle, grill, and even bake a pizza on your very own pizza oven. Do you like the camp, guys? Camp Chef's got you covered there, too. They provide a plethora of portable propane grills, griddles, and even portable pellet smokers, y'all. So go to CampChef.com and treat yourself to the highest quality cooking products out there to ensure that you, your family, and friends have the best food you've ever had anytime, anywhere. Camp Chef. y'all welcome back to another episode of that reload podcast i'm your host joel owner of reload rub and seasoning sitting across from me is jeremy the kitchen white law next to him is our pit master and producer the man tickles all the clips mr matt far levels levels that's last but not least sweet and sassy sometimes salty miss stacy hey guys Got an amazing episode, guys. We're going to be talking all things Cinco de Mayo. We got some recipes that we're going to be dropping. What's up, girl? Not all things. Well, because some next things. week is the Dranky Dranks. That is. Oh, you're right. So, <laughs> ooh, yeah, this is part one. Part one of a two part series on Mexican fare uh, recipes and drinks, y'all. It's going to be really good. Got some great guests that we're going to be bringing on to tell their signature dishes that they're going to be making for this particular holiday. This um, is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. I'm mm-hmm. I'm super excited for this one. Like since we've had this one planned for a few weeks, um, the menu, the the dishes that we've all planned and created for this episode are so valuable, so delicious. <laughs> You're not going to want to miss it. You're going to want to write them down, save this episode, and I want to see you guys all cooking it <clears throat> in your kitchen. Yeah, and yeah. this this episode is releasing in time to actually make some of this stuff for Cinco de Mayo, right? We're giving you yes. some some headroom. You can get to the grocery store, get the ingredients, decide what you want to cook, and actually get the stuff planned in enough time to make it happen. Yep, and order your meats. I think it's like the first time ever we've planned this far ahead for our listeners <laughs> to actually ever. cook the meat. Yeah. Pre-COVID, we were planned out like two months in advance. Oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I, think, I think we had a planning meeting and we were going to do drinks this week and food next week. And I was like, wait, 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 let's flip it and give them time to actually make this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm, I'm doing a um, Haltman skirt steak and I am a super huge snob when it comes to my skirt steak. It's got to be from them. So, you know, if we would have dropped it next week, like we had intended, People wouldn't have time to order in time. So mm-hmm. good call, yep. Jeremy. 10-4. So let's do what we always do. Let's catch up. And first of all, what y'all drink and drinking? I have a glass of uh, Buffalo Trace here. Uh, the very, oh, very French. high quality, quality Buffalo Trace. It's mm. very, very good. Mm. Matthew Farr. 
Uh, so I am drinking some Bardstown Discovery Series uh, release number four, and I'm drinking this in honor of our buddy Big Paul on the Grill, who just posted that he completed this set, and he even has like some uh, snazzy signed bottles. I think like the Master Distiller or something signed. Yeah, so dude, it's pretty. I classic. saw that. Yeah, uh, it's a great pour. I love it. Um, I'm, I usually stay away from blended whiskeys, uh, but this one uh, is an exception to that rule. Very tasty. I would love to be sharing it with you guys tonight. I would love to be having a drink of it, didn't, too. I've heard great things. Didn't we have that when we went and did the our anniversary last year at the So we had the park? one that was done in the <laughs> sh- Shambo, some type of special casks that ours was in. Um, okay. A fr- French de Shambo or something. Anyways. I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I'm not good at the F wide stuff. So it was something. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's the same one. I am personally drinking. I've got a Southern grist, um, brewing company beer. I've got it poured in my drink tank here. Um, Joel, you do as well. Yeah. Mine's uh sitting to the side, but I got a little bit of Chattanooga one eleven sitting hmm. in my snoot. Y'all wait a minute. I wasn't done. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Thought you were going to, What the heck? So anyway, Southern Grist Brewing Company beer. And in honor of tonight and our theme, it is uh, like a Mexican style beer. It's called Canela Escuro. And it's a milk stout brewed with lactose, cinnamon, vanilla, cacao nibs, and chili peppers. Enjoy this Mexican hot chocolate inspired treat. Cacao nibs. So it looks thick and dark. Cacao nips. (laughs) Is it it spicy? Yes, I it so here we go. I, oh, I, I wanted oh. to try oh, it hang, fresh hang on, on the air. I'll do it with oh. you, girl. We have ah. our drink tanks here. All right. Salud. Oh. Wow, that's so good. Yum! You know, as thick mm. as it poured out and as dark mm. as it is, it's got a great carbonation level to it. It's got like... um Ice cold. That chocolatey, coffee-ish, like an, almost like a little bit of a jelly back end. Oh, it is spicy. It's yep. getting a little hot, mm. like peppery. Like the chili. Ha. Oh, the way you delicious. describe it, it sounds like a like a Yoo-Hoo with chili powder in it. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> that sounds so, good though. Let me tell you, not like chili powder as in like really like chili-ish, but like that cut in the like that little spiciness in the back. back but like throat, a very yeah. rich like a cayenne. Dude. Yeah, like a cayenne, like a rich chocolatey cinnamony. Southern grist for the win. Mm. Chocolate like coffee, a me- cinnamon. The Mexican. That's a Knoxville brewery. Is that right? Uh, Nashville. Ah. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I was not expecting it to be that good. That's phenomenal. I'm glad we got an extra one. Yeah, yeah, Nashville. Southern Grist. Reiterating, I got some Chattanooga 111 (laughs) in my... um... (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite button. The 111, I think, is their best release. It's the best one I've had, at least. Yeah. We need to try an experimental blend. Yeah, I haven't had that one yet. Joel, how do you drink that? Jeremy. Shit. No. Oh. <laughs> Messed it up. Messed it up. Oh Come on, get the right button. <laughs> Damn it. God, that's spicy in the back of my throat. Hold on, Stacey. I drink that straight. What? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. We, we, New we hotkey. We, we ran out of hotkeys on that other side, and I freaking. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> what was it again? You- Bitch, I drink that straight. <laughs> That's good. Oh man, I'm sure we'll wear that one out. All right. So, um, I don't know if y'all saw. I'm sure you did. Over the weekend, me and Stacy and my entire family. I'm talking cousins, aunts, uncles, um, kids, everybody. We ha- we've not been together in well over a year. 
um, especially you know with, with COVID and all that jazz. Um, and even Joel's grandmother, who's even my, 81. My, my 81-year-old grandma, my Mimi, y'all, she was up in this cabin. We all got this three-story cabin. It had a seven rooms in the top, two rooms on the main floor with a huge kitchen, living room, and an indoor pool. The lower floor had another four rooms in it with, with a freaking theater room, hot tub, and pool, pool table. table. This cabin was the shit, okay? And we got in there, and when my family gets together... It, we we throw down. It looked like hard. a party. Oh, uh, we throw down hard. Yeah. Man. So his aunt and cousin like really planned it out. So like we all pitched in whatever our money was for. And usually Joel and I, you know, bring our smokers and we're cooking and doing appetizers and stuff like that. But since everybody was able to go and it was such a large amount of people, like the ingredients and all the cook times would have taken a long time. But they had like set up caterers to come out. Um, like one night we had barbecue and all the fixins, ribs, pulled pork, coleslaw, mac and cheese, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the next day we had Cracker Barrel for breakfast, you know, they, big jugs of coffee. They catered. They breakfast. Cracker Barrel brought this massive spread for all of us to eat. Yeah. And then Saturday night we had some New York style pizzas from this place called Geppetto's and it was incredible with Greek, with Greek um, salads, uh, grilled chicken and all kinds of wings. Wings. Hmm. When when Cracker Barrel caters, is it nice old ladies in brown aprons that bring the food <laughs> to the cabin? Well, I went pretty. I, I wouldn't say I went pretty hard on Friday night, but I had a nice little headache on Saturday, and thankfully my lovely husband let me sleep in, so I did not see them bring the food in. I came down and, uh, you know, and like hit the breakfast and, table. And like Stacy, I was a little late to the delivery. But I did. Yeah, it was already spread out by the time we got down there. But what was cool about it is like his they with the money that. We had all pitched in. They had gotten, I think there was like 25 of us. So they had picked out 25 adult and kid gifts for like a dirty Santa. So we just showed up, had no idea what was in any of these gifts. There was, you know, camping chairs and, you know, giant packs of batter, like adult Bourbons, gifts. tequila, Bourbons, vodka. Whiskeys, vodkas, mm, um, like all different kinds of stuff in the gifts. So we did a dirty Santa and that was included. And then like um, we had a couple games of LCR, the dice game where we gamble that our money was included uh, for. So it was kind of cool. Left, right, center? Yeah. yeah. So it was like, kind of yeah. like an, like an all-inclusive oh, it weekend. All- it was, it was a lot of fun. It was relaxing. But and- you all know how much we love America. And we all had, we had uh, like a, like the first night it was bring your best pajamas. So we had some ridiculous outfits, but the second night, all of us, every person in that place was red, white, and blue. Ridiculous. I, I shaved. Wear your best America outfit. <laughs> I shaved chin straps into my face with a little Fu Manchu action. And I looked like Brett Michaels. Yeah. Stacey looked like <laughs> Brett Michaels. But so, it was anyways. good. It was a great time, man. Good and uh, what did you guys, what did you get from your uh, Dirty Santa springtime edition? I'm curious. So I got the number one pick, which means I get the last pick. And I had gotten some kind of whiskey in my first pick. Um, and it was Rich. by the guy from. Uh, from big and rich save a horse ride a cowboy dude he's got oh, a yeah. whiskey and it was like an 80 proof but his aunt said it was really good it was like some kind of vanilla honey whiskey i had that up until the end and it got stolen where my uncle it was it. locked and i couldn't steal it anymore so i ended up with i don't remember what you got you oh. get to like pick anything that's not already locked at that point. She, yeah, she, I could. She, and there but, was one present yeah. left and I took it and it oh, you was got a tumbler. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tumbler like this with a lid and it was uh, orange. Like we freaking like, needed another powder one. Powder coated in orange and it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. She was excited. Um, Joel got a dry sack. 
Yeah, so I got some, go back. I got some pepper action. That it's sounds a, painful. It's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or was it painful? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, so you're talking like a dry bag? Dry bag, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It was... Um, <laughs> I stole it from my cousin. I obviously didn't want it. I'm like, hell fire, give it to me. You know, I'll I'll, I'll put that to good use for sure. We even it's like a really going, cool going camping or hiking or whatever. I'll, we'll use that and I'll throw it in my go bag just in case. Mm-hmm. Keep anything dry awesome. and stuff like that. So that's what he got. So good weekend. You. Yeah, it was good. Good time. What about y'all? What about you guys? So Jeremy and I actually have joint catch up this week. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit on the show. There was a lot of it that we talked about that ended up getting cut out. But one of the things that Jeremy and I are both excited to try right now is making nitro cold brew coffee at home. And so we both ordered whipped cream canisters with uh, what it's what it's like N2O. What's the actual gas you use, Jeremy? Uh, it's nitrogen and uh, it's made for uh, doing the whipped cream in the canister. Uh, instead of buying like a ready whip, you would just pour in heavy whipping cream, some sugar, vanilla or flavored if you want to make it flavored. Charge it with a little um, a little nitrogen charger, you know, just like you would have like the little. Oh, yeah. Like a little, like a little CO2 yeah, yeah. cartridge. Yeah. <clears throat> but these are for food, uh, but it's not CO2. It's NO2. Nitrogen. So it's nitrogen. Yeah. Um, and you can charge anything you want. So um, we've been playing around with nitrogen cold brew and uh, I have my canister in front of me and I um, I brought a beer down so we can charge a beer oh. with nitrogen on the show. No so shit. I got a PBR here. Uh, what, this uh, would not be fantastic. That oh, would yeah. Be, yeah. So I know I've done some testing on cold brew and the cold brew I make is super concentrated. It's like two ounces of cold brew to six ounces of water that you have to mix into it to actually get it to where it's drinkable. Mm-hmm. And really? I put a I put a picture in the chat earlier, uh, but and maybe we'll post it to the TRP stories or something. Even with that amount of water, it was still like 95% head <laughs> to like 5% it. drinkable liquid. I thought that was your liquid cinnamon roll from I, the other week. I saw that. Yeah, I didn't know what, I didn't know what the hell that was. I actually looked at the winners today, guys. Wow. I know. How about that? Jeremy, did you just spill beer all over yourself? I did because I wasn't watching it, and then the uh, the phone came up. Well, the, uh, the the canister is like a liter and a half, and then the beer is only like three quarters of a liter. So I was like, "Oh, there's no way it'll fill it up." So I wasn't even paying attention and just pouring it in. And of course, there's like a massive head on it. <laughs> That's what it's. Y'all, I've only drank like an inch of this beer, and I'm tipsy. I tell you what, I got a little tipsy earlier because we had a late dinner, and uh, I had about three Coors lattes. <laughs> before we got in there. Wait, 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 wait. So just while we're waiting while he cleans up his beer, we, you know, we had one of our listeners reach out and say that they listened to our podcast on two times, which two times on the app that I listened to is, you cannot even understand it. Oh no, two times yeah, speed. I, I, I tried it after you said that and I couldn't even understand what we were saying. No, so at, no one way. And a, at one and a half speed, I can understand it, but my brain is kind of lagging as to like, okay, like really processing it. But last night we were laying in bed oh my God. and I turned it to half speed and we, we legit listened for like a solid 10 minutes. Jeremy was the best. Jeremy's laugh was... <laughs> 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 I was dying. I'm going to cut. Straight up. No, I'm straight up going to cut a clip no, of this for the TRP I've page. It. I've got it right here. Just while we're, while we're doing this. You know, are, hold on. Are we cut or are we still on air? We're still on air. We're, we're still, still on, on air. air. 
Okay. I stepped go. away for a second to clean up my, my, my mess. <laughs> into the, uh, the rack of lamb really hard so it stuck on there really well. And then um, I roasted it in my uh, primo. And lamb is quite fatty, so you're going to have a lot of dripping. So I use the deflector plates to kind of heat it down to a minimum. But I mean, it was smoking like crazy. <laughs> Sounds like a stoner. Degrees, maybe 20 minutes or so to get it up. I, I pulled it like 122, 123. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, honey, we have a, a plug. A special plug is made just for phones. Just turn the damn thing down. My phone's frozen. <laughs> Oh, that feed Jeremy. Oh, that's an Android for you. Off the rails already. God almighty. All right, all right. I have the canister ready to go. Um, you guys want to charge this sucker on air and see what happens? Yeah, yeah. Do it. let's go. Charge away. All right. It should make a pretty cool sound when you uh, when you pop the canister. Ew. There I already want to like compare carbonated bourbon to, uh, yeah, nitro like, bourbon, nitro bourbon. Yeah. So Matt and I were talking, um, if you listeners at home want to see us infuse different things with nitrogen, let us know. And we'll do a regular thing where we just infuse crazy stuff. Like tomato soup. Tomato soup. That's so random. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the thing you want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's happening? All right. Now? So uh, one of the uh, one of the tips that I read online was that uh, if you let it set for a while, you get a better result. So I am going to pop this in the fridge, and then we will have a nitro beer at the end of the show. Ten four. Sounds good. So, and then we went to a break. No, we have any more ketchup. Let's go to a break. Chip. I think. We have a lot of we have a lot of meat to this show. So let's yeah. go ahead and go to break and then when we come back, let's talk about some main courses. 104. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of their skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now... Go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com All right, now we're to the meat of the episode, the part that we have all been waiting for. We're Mm going to talk some Cinco de Mayo dishes, some recipes that you can take with you and... Go ahead and make yourself. So yeah. what I'm going to start with is something that I had never made before. I kind of threw some stuff together. Um, I made carne asada. Oh, so good. So um, I knew like my favorite thing to do for Mexican is to use um, skirt steak. Um, 
I know I'm beating a dead horse, but if you're going to get skirt steak, get it from Haltman Family Meats. It's by far uh, way better. That's like riding a stallion. Yeah, it's Madame. like riding a stallion. It's it's cleaned up, it's peeled, it's trimmed, it's just ready to go straight from the package. And so that's what I used. Um, I watched Sam the Cooking Guy, and I kind of formulated my recipe based on what he did. Um, but I did make a few tweaks. So I'm going to walk you guys through it. I made a marinade. Um, and we will be posting this to the TRP Facebook pages as well. Um, but what you do, get you a handful of uh, fresh cilantro, chopped it up real fine, um, half a cup of EVOO, two tablespoons of soy sauce, and a teaspoon of all of these things. Kosher salt, fresh cracked black pepper, cumin, double action, high caliber, and brown sugar. Squirt it in a juice of one whole lime, the juice of half of a fresh orange and chopped up four cloves of garlic. And you just whisk that all together. And it makes this delicious, juicy marinade. Throw your skirt steak in there. Um, you know, theirs comes all written, like never frozen. So um, I personally stock up. I usually buy five or six at a time and keep them in the freezer. So thawed, threw them in the mar- marinade and made sure all the sides were coated really well. And it kind of gives this beautiful textured mm-hmm. green herby, um, glossy glaze to it. And you're going to throw it in your fridge and let it marinate for one to four hours. Now we did three hours and the, the marinade completely penetrated the meat. Like it was so flavorful and fantastic. When she's talking about a handful of cilantro too, guys, literally just grab the bushel you get from the store and rip as much of off, the top of, off, of, off the, of the top off as you can. You're not going to go yeah. wrong or use too much. And so chop that stuff up pretty fine. Yeah, so where our recipe was different, I decided to add um, double action and high caliber to it because it has those smoky elements. It's got mm. the chipotle peppers, the dry mustard, you know, the um, paprika and the smoky... Um, you know, chili powders and stuff like that. So I wanted to incorporate those into the mixture as well as fresh uh, orange juice. His recipe didn't call for that. And I really feel like that gave a nice citrusy tang to it. Um, But Joel just, um, I'll let you take it from there. Joel executed the cook. I I got a giant chimney. I brought the Weber home finally. And I got to have me a Weber cook tonight. It was so awesome. But I got a- That blue Weber. Yeah, I got a whole chimney full of- Jealous devil briquettes. I didn't catch what you said. Just by the way, <laughs> whatever joke you were making. Oh, I did. But uh, oh, Jeremy, I, I did your method of lighting mm-hmm. the chimney on the dang uh, the burner. I, I, I popped yeah. the sidekick on, had it on high, stuck that whole chimney on there, dude. It was roaring in no time, and yeah. uh, dumped that shit right into the Weber, and uh, got it. We started with kind of got it screaming hot. Yeah, well, not not what we did. The corn first. We did the, some elotes. We'll get to that. So we, we yeah we buttered some corn. I put that on there. I cooked those around four hundred, four fifty. Got them nice and charred up inside there. Then after that, I popped the top off and just got that sucker screaming. And uh, if you can go look, if you saw, you guys saw my stories and stuff. I seared that skirt steak, probably about two minutes per side. Um, give or take, I had to move some of the, one of the skirt steaks was a little thinner and the, in the body had to move it off a little bit regardless. Now what internal temperature did you cook those to? I got them to, I overcooked, uh, one of them a little no, bit. It, it was around about 140 ish range one, you know, that 145. Um, but the other one I like to have about 130, 135. That's it where, was that's so where I tender though. But the, the char on the outside was freaking money, man. So freaking good. I mean, the, the, the marinade, you could taste all throughout the meat. It was just so tangy and savory and delicious. I, I not, guess that soy kind of penetrated the meat. 
in there with the citrus and the garlic. And I hoovered this meal. I've not ate that fast in a really long time. And it's so and easy. I ate a lot. Just throw all those ingredients, whisk it together, let your meat soak in it. Just, and you know, every so often I would go in and check the meat. I would kind of, you know, I flipped the meat so that the underneath was getting a good marinade to it. And then I would spoon some of that mixture all over the meat just so it was really sitting in it. But so, you, you could, we ate the meat straight up. We ate it just like steak with our elotes, but yeah. But you could, you could grill up some peppers, slice up some peppers, throw it on top of it, put it inside tacos. Make a quesadilla out of it. Nachos. Anything. Um, a steak salad. I mean, mm-hmm. possibilities are endless with that one. So easy, so and delicious. And I'm, I'm not a marinade guy. I like just seasoning my stuff up going and doing it. But this was, mm, mm. Absolutely incredible. We're going to be posting The way you guys, uh, the way you describe that marinade makes me think it might be good on some jerky. Like you could do a carne oh, asada yeah. jerky. And in Absolutely, because the way that, Let's like I go, said, the way it man. penetrated yeah. the meat so well, tenderized it. Oh, so good. So, so good. Yeah. So, guys, highly mm. recommend that one. Um, another thing that we did make was... The elotes. Elotes. And this has kind of been a recipe of ours that we've done for a long time. So, he had said he buttered the corn, corn on the cob, butter all the sides. He grilled it on the grill. You could also boil your coin. Your corn. Your coin. <laughs> it took about 15, 20, about, about 20 minutes to grill the corn. You could smoke um, your corn on the cob. If you don't like the charred pieces, well, it kind of gets charred on the, well, I so, the foil. It does. It, it, well, I like the char. You want to get a little bit of char on there because that adds to the texture and the flavor of the corn that you're that you're, you're eating. Um, two different ways to do this. If you wrap it in foil, it'll hide some of that charcoal flavor, um, the charcoal smoke. Which you were obsessed with. Which I love. Well, so we mm. did our corn straight up on the grill grates. He doesn't um, even eat corn on the cob very often. Like he never wants to eat corn on the cob. He wants to like cut it off the cob or whatever. And he was like, it sounded like he was like in bed banging somebody because yeah. he was like, oh, yeah. oh I, so good. I know. I had a case of the moans. <laughs> but uh, I stole my son's corn because he's like, I don't like it. You know, whatever. You know, I crushed it. Hey, two cobs, man. <laughs> so anyways, Buttered it up. Once it got, it. once it got, once you get, you can see it. You'll see like some of the corn. Maybe if it starts to dimple, you, you're cooking it. It's, it's done. Take it off. Um, but yeah, you'll start, once you once you get a good char, about 15, 20 minutes around 400 degrees on your grill. Pull that jazz off, and then Stacy dressed them up with some goodness. Yep. So just lather all of it, and it sounds strange. I'm telling you guys, it sounds strange, but give it a shot. Just. Just trust me. Slather it down with some mayonnaise, a good mayonnaise. Don't be putting any Miracle Whip shit on there. Dukes. We we like to use Dukes. dukes um, so slather that down. And then we got um, crumbled cotija cheese in the Mexican section. You can get it at Walmart. Some people use the green shaky cheese, the Parmesan cheese. And I'm going to tell you, it, it's still good that way, but the cotija just slapped no, it different. No, the cotija is a perfect texture. So it's Walmart so has it in the... Cheese Mexican section. So Cotija cheese made that sucker furry, covered it in double action all over. So it had this nice vibrant orangish mm. red color and then squeezed some fresh lime juice all over it. And a little bit of a... Oh, and some cilantro. Cilantro. Mm. Boom, baby. Crushed it, guys. You serve that to somebody. You all have day. some friends over. You're going to get some drinky drinks and you have some people over. I'm telling you right now. Make the Mexican street corn. There's nobody that won't eat that shit. It's so freaking good. It's so good. Anyways, I still like it. I, I've done it myself. What you guys, something very similar to what you're describing, but I always cut it off the cob. I cannot stand to eat corn on the cob. 
Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. I don't want, I'm not a big corn on the cob guy. I like to cut it right. off and just, you know, shovel it in my face. It's good off the cob too. <laughs> but you can was, make a salad with this it. This was, it was cooked perfectly. Pat on my back here. Um, but that, dude, I could not stop. I was, think about a cartoon, you know, and cartoons, old Bugs Bunny days when they're like, you know, they're like typewriter. That's how yeah. I was with this freaking corn. All right, man. I, it was. But you can, you can cut it off the cob and make like a salad with it. We've even done it where you get some scoops, like some tortilla chips and like scoop that salad up. Scoop up the corn and the, and the says, chunks of cheese. When she says and salad, the, like not like lettuce and shit, like in a no. bowl, just put it in a bowl. All your mix, the lime juice and the and the the creamy goodness on that. What that is good. good. We've done that camping. Cut it all off. Mm-hmm. Out of a giant mm-hmm. bowl. Yeah, but we usually add dressed like, it with some of that lime juice, diced oh, jalapenos to it, and diced red peppers. Oh. But I want it again. Anyways, well, that's just, what we're bringing just, to the table. Corn salsa at that point, right? It's still good. It's a low taste corn salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. It's deconstructed street corn. There you go. There you go. Deconstructed. deconstructed. Make it fancy. There you go. So that's what we're bringing to the table. Um, telling you, so delicious. I'm going to throw it over to you guys now. Matt, let's hear about this one you made. Okay. So um, anytime I go out at like a somewhat fancy Mexican restaurant, my go-to dish is enchilada suizas, which is a, it's like a pulled chicken enchilada. That's got like a creamy uh, green salsa and like some sour cream and stuff on it. Uh, but I've never really took the time to, to learn how to make it at home. And so that's what I made in preparation for this. And it's what I'm recommending because it's super easy. Uh, it's, a little bit time consuming, but none of the steps are actually difficult. So I actually took the time to make my own salsa verde or green salsa. Uh, but nice. if you don't have the time or don't want to do that, you can buy the stuff in the jar is pretty decent. You can get it at the grocery store. You could use that just the same. Uh, so I did a little bit of research and uh, watched some YouTube videos where I couldn't understand anything any of the people were saying. They were, you know, ex- <laughs> they were explaining how to do it in Spanish and it wasn't subtitled. So I watched some of those, watched some of like some people I could actually understand explaining. The traditional way to do suizas is you take the entire chicken and put it in a pot of boiling water, and that's how you cook the chicken. And then you take all of your ingredients for the salsa verde, and you put that in a separate pot of boiling water and let that, you know, cook and tenderize. So instead of doing that, I actually spatchcocked my chicken and smoked it. I put it on the Camp Chef at 350, uh, rubbed it down with high caliber. So I did high caliber inside and outside that chipotle garlic. Then uh, instead of boiling my salsa ingredients, I put them like in the oven under the broiler. So got a little bit of char on it. Uh, So for my salsa verde, verde, I did tomatillos, jalapenos, white onion, and garlic in the blender after it was roasted uh, with some fresh cilantro and some salt. It's super easy. Uh, I've actually got the recipe for that on my page, but we'll put it on the reload page as well. What's up, Joel? I love that you roasted it and didn't boil yeah. that jazz. I mean, that's the, 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 the flavor it's, that that brings is so much better than exactly. boiling that shit. And so, the texture. After, yeah, for real. So I took it and separated, like set some of it back still in that chunky state. And then I blitzed uh, like three quarters of that green salsa to get it as smooth as possible. And then cooked it down on the stovetop with some heavy cream and some chicken stock. And that's oh. the base for your um, Suiza sauce. 
So after the chicken was done on the camp chef, brought it in, pulled it just like you would normally pull like a smoked chicken for barbecue or something. Sure. Uh, sprinkled on some more of that uh, high caliber just because I don't, I don't know about you guys. This is a topic for another time, but I don't usually include the skin whenever I do pulled chicken. Like I pull it off and toss it or something. Yeah. And then I lose most of my seasoning whenever I do that. Yeah. So no, we always anyway. redress the the pulled meats straight from the smoker with additional rub. Yep. So exactly what I did here. Uh, I roasted a poblano over the direct flame on the sidekick. Saw that. So, yep. Take that. You can uh, put it like in a bag or in some aluminum foil to steam it, and that makes that char pull off really easily. Yeah. Uh, cut that down and mix it in with my shredded chicken and then just rolled it in some, I used flour tortillas. Uh, Amen. For Amen. But they got a little <laughs> soggy. So next time I do it, I'll use white corn. Julie, Julie was all about the sog though. She was like, Oh, this is so good. So, uh, <laughs> That's bad a girl. That's the general yeah. for you. So I stuffed the, uh, stuffed the tortillas with some of that pulled chicken with poblano like mixture and then some Chihuahua cheese, which is just like a creamy, melty Mexican cheese. Chihuahua. Could, uh, Ch- Chihuahua. It's Chihuahua cheese. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you could use like a, a pepper jack that you shredded yourself or like a mozzarella would even work. I saw some Where people suggesting use. It's just like in the cheese section at my Walmart. Our Walmart has a crazy like uh, Mexican food ingredient section is it like in a block or shredded or how's that come no it's pre-shredded it's in like a red bag i'll send you guys a picture is there a picture is there any picture of a chihuahua on the front no (laughs) no (laughs) kind of a missed marketing opportunity (laughs) it's just shredded it's shredded up tiny dogs that's what it is that's why it's so stretchy oh yeah so Roll up the enchiladas and put them in like a Pyrex baking dish and then pour that uh, tomatillo, the creamy tomatillo salsa Uh over it. Sprinkle some more cheese on top. And then I put the whole thing back in the Camp Chef at 380 just to get the cheese good and melty and like blend all the, you know, all that stuff kind of gets to know each other in the heat. And then pulled it off. Uh, I made a... I don't even know what you would call it. It's like sour cream. I use some Hoff smoking ghost and water to thin it down and make it yep. kind of a drizzly texture and then spoon that over top of it along with some of that chunky salsa verde that I didn't blitz earlier in the recipe. And I'm, I got to tell you, like <laughs> it's a lot of steps, but it was easily top five best things I've ever made. No shit. And I, I already knew I loved the dish, but it's something like we, we loved it enough we're making it again this weekend. Like we're going to go buy all the ingredients again, just because we've got to have it again already. It sounds amazing. That's right. That's right up my freaking alley. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do it with the flour tortillas though again? So Julie, Julie is like having flour tortillas. She's already put the foot down. (laughs) So I'm going to do, I'm going to, I fit five in the casserole dish. So I'm going to do two flours and, and four white corn for me to try this next time. Just because the the tortilla almost kind of disintegrates along the edges, like the bottom of it got kind of crispy, and then the top of it has that layer of cheese on it, so it helps hold together. But the sides, it almost kind of it it reminded me of the texture of a you know how crystal uh, 
burgers. And I'm sorry for folks in other parts of the country. Crystal's kind of like a White like Castle. Steamy. It's like a, yeah. yeah, they steam the buns and they get like a solid layer of sog on them. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> the texture inside, on yep. the edges of these tortillas. So. I'm not going to lie, Some people though, like, like it. I didn't like it. I like it because then it's like absorbing all of like that creamy Suiza sauce and that salsa yeah, verde. Yeah. And like it's like absorbing all those flavors. Like to me, I like that sauce. So c- could you crisp up the tortilla ahead of time like did like you know put the whole thing on a flat iron just to hot and fast on the outside of it and then roll it up some of the like authentic recipes that i was watching they use white corn and they'll actually do a quick fry on it in some oil before they pull it so they don't crack so and this was a technique that i had never seen before i was watching those videos but they will take their tortilla and dip it in their enchilada sauce before they stuff it and roll it. So I think that doing a quick fry on it kind of like seals the edges to keep it from getting so soggy. There you go. Thou shall not pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know that was a long explanation, but it was a fantastic dish. And I would encourage anybody who's looking for something good for Cinco de Mayo consider making this and Haltman family meats actually serves whole chickens now. So you have time to get on there, order you a three pack of chickens, use code TRP 21. Damn straight. Jeremy, bring us home. What's up guys. So, uh, mine was a little bit easier. I would suppose, um, I made hot pockets. Uh, they were great. (laughs) Uh, super, I'm I'm sorry. I made enchiladas. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Enchiladas? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like a horrible brain fart. Uh, empanadas. 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 <laughs> um, did you make your own there. dough? I did. I did. Um, so it's the same dough that we used at Egg Fest last time we were there. Uh, the tortilla dough. It's a lean dough. Yeah. Really simple. Just a few ingredients. We can throw the recipe up for you guys. It's a little bit technical, but it's really just flour, baking powder, salt, and then you can use shortening or. Um, or rendered lard and then some water mixed together, divided up, rolled out flat. Um, so yeah, I rolled out uncooked tortillas and then uh, inside them, um, I stuffed them. I, I used smoked brisket. I had a pack of uh, vacuum smoked brisket in my um, in my freezer. Oh, so yeah. I warmed that up in the sous vide. Mm. But really any of the meats we talked about tonight, you could use an inside of uh, inside of one of these, um, you know, the uh, the skirt steak or the chicken, w- whatever you have on hand, they're they're pretty easy going. And then what I did, I uh, I did the um, the brisket, some sharp cheddar cheese, some uh, um, some black beans, and then I did a quick uh, grilled corn salsa. Yeah. So I did, uh, yeah, grilled corn on the cob, uh, grilled grilled jalapenos, uh, some red onion, um, a couple different spices, and uh, you know some uh, some sriracha. Uh, I actually had a sriracha flavored uh, flaky salt I threw in there with it. Got it all mixed up, and uh, those were all the ingredients. I put those together, sealed them up, crimped the edges with a fork, and then I shallow fried them on my Camp Chef Pro sixty. Um, you know, just a minute. Or so on each side to crisp up that tortilla and everything, and uh, they were they're fire. I saw your story that that little uh, um, you know when you were frying those things, dude, and it looked amazing. So how do you? I've never ate an empanada. Do you like pick it up like a hot pocket and like take a bite, or do you like dress it with like some shredded lettuce and some sour cream and salsa on top and just go at it with a fork? Uh, so so I set mine up. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much just like a hot pocket. Um, y- 
I set mine up where we, you know, we kind of cut them in half or you just dig right into them. And uh, I made a homemade guac, a real simple guacamole, yeah. um, you know, avocados, lime juice. And then I had some chopped up onion right there. So I mixed that in. And then I used a uh, reload Magnum to kind of season it up. Uh, so real simple there. And then uh, we had some, uh, some Hoff sauce, a little bit of hot sauce is great in there. Some sour cream, whatever you want to dip in. I had all the dishes set up, you know, mm. it just kind of you know, do whatever you want. How would you, I've never had an empanada. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to have one, but how would you compare it to like a fried chimichanga? It sounds like it's like a Mexican calzone. Well, I mean, yeah, right. I saw the Except texture. smaller, so it looked, usually. Looked really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah no, the, the, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much like a fried pie. Uh, it, it, it's just smaller, but it's just a meat pie that's been stuffed and you fry it. Or, I mean, like, if you didn't want meat, you could make just a real savory rice and put rice inside there. I mean, the the the, uh, the, the options are kind of limitless. You're oh, so using if you're, like, it. vegetarian, you could do, like, a potato one? Yeah, you could do potato or, like, a savory rice or something with, like, made with, like, vegetable broth or something and use the rice instead of the meat or something. Uh, they're very easy going. But you're using the same tortilla recipe that we used mm-hmm. as sitting, which was the, one of the best tortillas, not yeah. one of the, it was the best, it is the tor- best. tortilla that I've yeah. ever had. Mm-hmm. And Same exact thing. So yeah, you basically use it. Okay. Okay. Does the dough kind of like puff up? Cause all the empanadas I've ever had, it was almost like a, like a bready texture on the pastry. So I'm curious. Oh, it's a tortilla. Yeah. It's, it's a lean dough is what you're, uh, what I used. Uh, I don't know if that's what they traditionally use, but it's the same lean dough you use on a tortilla. If you were to use like a leavened dough or something, it would get bready, but mine wasn't. Mine was more just like a fried pastry sort of. So mm-hmm. what if somebody, I, I know do we need to, we need to get on our call here, but mm-hmm. what if somebody didn't want to make the, doesn't want to make the recipe? What can they go buy to, to get kind of close to this? How the hell should I know, Joel? Uh, no, um, it, <laughs> I don't. I I don't know that you could buy a lean dough because you have to crimp those edges together to get it to hold. You know, otherwise it's just gonna let, let, like if you use the pre-made tortilla, there's no way to get it to hold together. I bet you could do it with a wonton wrapper and some yeah, egg wash. What about croissant, but that would be like rolls? That, that, that would be a wonton. <laughs> Or, yeah. or it could be a, a ragoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be a ragoon. Um, pizza well, pie well, would be a ragoon. That's right. No, the, those are both uh, croissant rolls and pizza dough are leaven doughs. Like, they're so not they're a lean puffy. dough. Yeah. They're going to get puffy just like if you fried, and, and then they have to cook through. The, uh, the tortilla dough is so lean and thin, it's like 30 seconds aside, and boom, it's done. So the question of the night is... Do you have a video that we can see as to how this will be made? So, you know, for those of us that are a little bit more visual learners to kind of walk us through that. Of course I do. Um, And I have amazing music selection on my videos on Instagram. You can check it out at the Kitchen White Law. People comment endlessly about how great my music is. Uh, They're directly pulled from Reload Recommends. Yes, he keeps stealing Matt's music and using them on his reels (laughs) and then taking credit for it in the comments. Listen, his videos have so many Easter eggs. If you listen to this podcast and you watch his videos, it's full of Easter eggs. It is. It's true. Mm -hmm. It is. But that's I, I will say this. Those empanadas, they're going to have that crispy, crunchy outside with a little bit of a chew on the inside, right? No. No? No. So it's not- uh, the, 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 the dough is very lean. It's very thin. So it's It'll cook all the way all through. through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you cook, remember when we cooked all those tortillas yeah. and then like you messed up a few during Egg Fest. When I made biscuits. Um, yeah. It's like 50, it, 
it's like 15 seconds aside to cook the tortillas. So, I mean, like these are in oil. Like I had a quarter inch of oil in the pan. So just like a shallow fry, just cause I didn't want to fill the whole thing up and deep fry it. Cause they're so thin. Um, everything inside there is pre-cooked. You're not trying to cook the inside. You're trying to melt the cheese and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like 30 seconds to 30 to 60 seconds on each side. And, and they get, uh, golden brown and puffed up a little bit. Uh, but, the, but they are a hundred percent cooked all the way through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know we have guests we got to get to, so we'll we'll roll after this. But I would love to try your recipe, Jeremy, and but using mm-hmm. a pie crust instead of a tortilla crust. It might because then it would be it, like the texture of a fried. Yeah, pie. yeah. I'm trying to think. It might be too crumbly. Is the only thing I could think of because ah, a good pie crust is a little crumbly on flaky. you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, flaky. Um, like like trying could to get make it a to pie, fold up. You could do a pie crust with lard instead of butter. Do you not use lard in your pie crust? <laughs> no. Butter, baby. Is that a thing people do? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Nah, I'm going to have to try that now. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, a pie crust should be more flaky, like when you first solage the dough. Um, so getting it to fold around the ingredients and then seal shut, you might have some difficulty there, but you could make like, because uh, like, th- then it would be kind of like those, uh, like the ones at McDonald's, like the fried apple pies or something, yeah. you know? It'd be something, you know, something like that, but like with meat. Anyway, or you could be like us, where you buy your pie crusts already made. <laughs> they they sell them pre-made. Blasphemy. <laughs> That's so weird. I never knew that. I know. Yeah, okay, well, let's is get this it. week's uh, is this week's FWAD forsage, Jeremy? <laughs> Don't get <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. Well, we have a, a guest that's going to be coming on. Maybe not even a guest, a brother oh, from another mother. That's right. Coming on here. Not a guest. He is not. Um, can't think of the words today. I think this beer is getting to me. He's like um, the fifth host of the show at this point. He's it's the like fifth it's host. A, a tight race between Cheeky and Lou as to who fills the number five seat. That's, and that we are true. going to be yeah. welcoming. welcoming <laughs> She's so good. I'm going to take over. Okay. We're going to be calling in Noah Cheek today, guys. He's got an excellent <laughs> recipe and some big news we're going to talk about. So I'm going to call him in right now before we go to break. We're going to talk over something he cooked here recently that looked- An announcement. An announcement that looked phenomenal. So let's call him in right now. I'm just going to sit here and drink this beer. Keep going. Well, hello, hello, hello. What up, bitch? What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs> wow you have just He's been coined the so fifth aggressive. host of the show is we're not we're, oh. not we're not live right now homie so oh, if i are we? if i'm we can be we if, are okay <laughs> if, if i'm counting well, correctly shit. that means uh fifth fifth for best right that's right yeah, yeah. Fifth for best okay well let's roll in so bro all right you recently made a pretty bomb ass dish or he's going to be making. Well, going to be making, but we saw we saw this stuff on his stories and everything. Is that what right? he's talking about? I don't know. I don't know. What are we, are we talking about? No one knows. Joel, what the, hell, what the hell are you talking about? What are you, hey, what are you talking about? That's what I want to know, buddy. Did you guys do a porn tonight? Is that what's going on? We've had a little bit. We did not okay. do a porn, but no, actually, Cheeky, you have so many fantastic Mexican dishes on um your Instagram that we talked about potentially calling you about. And so, there were so many of them. And so I think that's why Mr. Licklider over here got a little confused, but if you will, you know, talk to us about that dish that you were going to contribute to tonight's Cinco de Mayo podcast. Uh, yes. So I am doing cilantro, lime, crema, marinated chicken thighs. 
Mm. And the thing that's great about these, I'm going to do them in tacos because of course everything's better in a taco, but since it's just the protein, you could really, you could put it in an enchilada. You could put top it on some nachos. You could really do whatever you want to do with it. Uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> well, tell me, walk me through that then, man, because you know we got Cinco de Mayo that's right around the damn corner, and we 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 the crew here just went through you know a few recipes that we were gonna do, um, but if somebody wanted to do what you're doing, how would they go about that? Like, walk us through those steps. Yeah, so uh, I am super excited because on Cinco de Mayo, I'm doing an Instagram live with the authentic Mexican food company, Don Poncho. And so... (laughs) (laughs) So what I did is I used their cilantro lime crema, which is, um, it's an amazing, I mean, you you can put it on anything. You put on eggs in the morning. uh, You can put it on all the dishes that uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about, I just, I dip chips in it as like a dip. It works pretty well. Um, and I paired that up with my favorite, uh, spice and rub company, uh, which you guys may have heard of. It's called reload rubs and seasonings. Never heard of them. (laughs) (laughs) Random giggles. (laughs) (laughs) The hotkeys. So I took uh, I took about a pound of chicken thighs, and then I took a quarter cup of the cilantro lime crema. I took a quarter cup of orange juice. Yeah, and then I I did a teaspoon, and this will be to taste. Uh, I did a teaspoon of pack and heat, and then I did uh, three tablespoons of fully loaded. Uh, I put put that all up in a Ziploc bag. Uh, I marinated it. I actually did it this morning. So it's been marinating for about 12 hours now. And then the, uh, the way that I like to do it is I like to do it, uh, with charcoal, but obviously you could cook it up however you want to do it. But charcoal seems to work really well because you can set your grill up for two zone cooking. Yeah. Um, and I start on the high heat side, get some color flip it, get some color on the other side and then move it to the indirect side. And once it's on the indirect side, I take some of that marinade that I made. I reserved a little bit of it that I didn't include in with the chicken. And then I baste that on to the chicken thighs while they're on the indirect side. Uh, After a few minutes, flip it, baste it, flip it, baste it, just kind of keep doing that until you hit, you know, 165 degrees internal. Um, And then, you're good to go. Shit. Uh, so if I was going to do that, like on a camp chef pell- pellet grill, which I think you guys have heard of as well. Yeah. Uh, what I'd probably do is just do like 350, 375 all the way through and then measure that to where, you know, once you hit that kind of like 110 ish internal temp on it, then I would start basting and start flipping and doing it that way. And then you just kind of cut them up and add them to some tortilla shells. Absolutely. Yep. So I like, uh, corn, I like corn tortillas. So once the, uh, chicken's off, I'll pull the chicken off the grill while the grill's still hot. I throw my tortillas on, I warm them up. I throw them in a clean dish towel to kind of keep them warm and to steam them so that they're still warm, um, and pliable. And then, uh, I do the chicken. I like to do a little bit more of that crema. 
Uh, and then I'm I'm a, I'm an onion fan, and then the katia cheese on top. Katia, what's oh kotia? Kotia. I don't know how to say well, it. Well, you might be right. That's just what I call it. Um, now, are you double leveling your corn tortillas? Do you kind of do two of them, or do you do one? Uh, so if I do the street taco style, um, f- I, also can we have katia be the the F word of the day. Can we yes, I like try it. to have, have try to have Joel spell that you later. Shut um, Katia up there. <laughs> Cheeky. No, I think um, it's going to be it, Forsage. Shit. Corsage. No, For, don't, forsage. Don't, don't listen to her. Continue. <laughs> uh, if I'm doing uh, street taco size, like the little ones, I like to double those up. If I do the bigger ones, then usually I just do one. Right on, dude. So let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Is 165 like the sweet spot for this particular recipe or could you go uh, to a higher temp since it's a thigh and that darker meat? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are you trying to finish? Like 170, 175? I have no idea. This is your recipe, bro. Chacho. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like usually white meat. I usually pull between like 155 to 160 dark meat. I run it up to like 165 and then I pull it to rest. Oh, some hearts of cacas there behind you, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, hey, I'm outside. I'm outside in front of the grill. You're getting a live action. I forget. Live action play by play. I forget you're three hours behind us. <laughs> yeah. Over there. Yeah. But cool, man. That sounds, dude, that sounds awesome. We love, we have an avocado, you know, lime. We call it a cremoli um, that we Ooh. make. And my kids, they, they love it, man. They'll take, like you said, you dip chips in it. They, go bonkers when we make this stuff and they dip chips in it. And like you said, you can put that on anything. And I like the, how you are making this as basically a foundation and a base for any kind of application you want to go put it into. Yeah. That's something that I think is pretty interesting. Noah, I have never considered using it as a marinade before just because it's, I think ours has like Mayo in it, right? Yeah. Ours pretty thick. Mm -hmm. And so people put Mayo on their chicken before they grill it. Mm-hmm. I almost yeah. included mayonnaise in the uh, in the marinade. I almost did it, and then I thought too many people would think it's gross, and so they wouldn't try it. But I'm all about it. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> do what you gotta do, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you put at that point, it's almost there. like a it's almost like a yogurt. Like I know that some cuisines will marinate it in yogurt, and it's kind of like a take on that. I think that's pretty cool. I'd, I'd be down to try it. Yeah, a lot of Indian food um, uses yogurt as a marinade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, dude, that sounds awesome. And congrats on your big cook that you're going to have a Cinco de Mayo. Everybody who's listening right now, you need to go and follow Noah Cheek right now on Instagram. Cheeky Barbecue. Cheeky Barbecue on Instagram. <laughs> what about on Facebook? Is it the same or is it you under Noah Cheek? Yeah. Yeah, just search Cheeky Barbecue. You'll find me. Cheeky and Barbecue. And so is it Don Poncho Foods that's going to be having the live? Is it their Instagram? Yes. So uh, it's going to be their Instagram, but it's going to be a joint live. So it'll be on my page as well. Sweet. Perfect. So Don Poncho's and Cheeky Barbecue. Follow them. It's going to be awesome. I know we'll be watching and tuning in for sure. And what? one more time, just for the listeners, dude, what was this recipe called again? And can, will they <laughs> be able is- to find it? Yeah, the the cilantro lime crema marinated chicken thighs, and uh, I will get the recipe posted after we do the live, um, or probably before the live. Uh, we'll get it posted on my website, which is just cheekybbq.com. 
Fantastic, my friend. Dude, we missed you so much being on the show. And uh, thanks for coming on and telling everybody, bro. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. Love your face. Talk to you okay. soon. Okay. Love you soon. Love you too. Stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> Bye, buddy. <laughs> Bye. All the way from Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Over yep. there. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he's planning on taking some pictures tonight so we can see the uh, end product and hopefully be able to share that recipe as well to you guys. It sounded like fire to me, but let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to be calling in some more guests with some more badass recipes. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Well, guys, I had enough, and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more. And so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best looking, best feeling, best pouring, best look how proper I am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. All right. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. So we've actually called in in the break our buddy Brad Prose, Chilies and Smoke, to talk about a killer dish that he posted recently. Sounds like he's had some issues nailing the recipe, but he's finally got it ironed out. Brad, welcome to the show. I'm excited to hear more about your Elote's mac and cheese. Thank you. Yes. Very fun dish. I mean, it's hard to uh, it's hard to mess up corn and cheese, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> we're getting there. That's right. That, dude, it looks so <laughs> stinking good, man. All the, like just the picture you had on the IG, the cheese and the corn, the corn niblets and all that. You see the little seasonings running through mm. there. Mm. So I need to know, need the deets <laughs> on this. So how can we all manifest this in our own houses? <laughs> I will be sharing the recipe really soon, but uh, the, the biggest key is uh, the corn, obviously. So what I do, it's all in one skillet. Um, I actually will heat that up with some butter and I cook the corn in that first. I like to use fresh corn. Um, I don't like the, uh, frozen corn being cooked and then smoked. It just had a different texture. So I, I'll use fresh corn and char that up. Um, and then I'll season it with, uh, some Mexican chilies and salt and spices. And then I actually pull that out and make a bechamel. So start with brew, butter and flour, cook that down. And you add in some warm milk or cream if you want it a little thicker and cook that down so it's really thick so it can coat the back of a spoon. And then I add the cheese. And that is actually where I had a couple fails. (laughs) Some of the earlier ones were way too thick because I was trying to use uh, Chihuahua cheese and Oaxaca cheese and uh, some of the other regional Mexican cheeses just to try to bring that authenticity there and they're very stringy and thick and gloopy and it it ended up it was delicious but it was just 
not the right texture. So I, I had to swap that out in the end with the combo of about 75% Jack and the rest was cheddar and it just melts the best. Oh, so you um, use Jack and cheddar. Yeah. Cause Jack is a very similar flavor to like Chihuahua and Oaxacan cheese. <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> well, listen, tonight, there's one thing that we have learned tonight. We have all been introduced into some new cheeses. We've got Matt Farr who's talked about the Chihuahua cheese. We've got Cheeky that came on. He talked about this special kind of cheese called Katia cheese, which <laughs> come to find out he meant Katia no. cheese. That sounds yes. like a rich person's name. Katia, get over here. Let's have a cup of tea. It's like yeah. a Russian so, Katia cheese. Oh, Katia. And now you're introducing us to Waxakaka or something. Waxakaka? Waxakaka. Waxakaka. Wait a minute. The Wachutu tribe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bumblebee works. tuna. Bumblebee yes, tuna. You caught it. Ace Ventura when nature calls. <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh, what's it? Waxa cheese? Wa- Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Okay. Oaxaca. Yeah, perfect. Got it. Got it. So, but you ended up using pepper or just jack cheese and cheddar. Yeah, I, I did it with just the jack cheese. And honestly, cheddar is just that one thing that just like is magical with smoke. And like, look, we're not being authentic here. It's mac and cheese with some toasty chili corn. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's delicious. I, 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 what I like to do is I mix. Uh, most of the corn into the sauce and the cheese after I've got that going, I add the par-cooked pasta, throw it on the smoker. I did about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and then when I pull it off, I actually top it with the rest of that corn uh, just to pop it in there and keep keep it warm. And then I do end up uh, topping it with cotija cheese <laughs> there it is. and some cilantro um and it's delicious it's the that cotija cheese is very similar to parmesan so it's got that nice like salt crust on the top um and then you have the double layers of uh all the corn going through and it's you guys know what it's like to have smoked mac and cheese like every bite just tastes like bacon it's like crazy good oh man (laughs) now what noodle did you choose for this i did shells and i like those for this because the corn tends to hide itself inside. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's a good peekaboo. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like you bite into it and it's having a little corn baby, you know, yeah, the, <laughs> the shells, it's almost like a tiny little taco, right? It's almost the same uh-huh. shape as a taco. That's so it. it Whoa. That's, that's deep. It's like a little tent for the corn and the cheese, and then you can play. Um, what is it called? Right, how many, uh, how many, corn race. How many metaphors are we going to have here for the, the, the corn being not the damn shell? Well, then you can play the corn race because it hides then, but then it pops up later. I always win the corn race. Always. Do y'all know what the corn race is? Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I don't think we want to know. Yeah, thank you. Whatever you guys do in your tent at night, we don't. We don't no, talk about. You, it's the corn Brad, race. Whenever do you, know you see the, it again, Brad. Do you know? Do you know what the corn race is? No, it's the first I'm person. That, it's the first person to shit the corn out the next day. Oh, wins the race. But is it the next day? <laughs> is there like a, a moderator who stays in the bathroom and like watches everyone's stuff and like make sure like 
You just take a picture of like one bitches. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. You take a picture of your poop yeah. and send it to the group. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's much. That's much more reasonable. No, there next was, time we there get was... together and have corn, I'll I'll, I'll send you a rabbit picture. hole. Oh, God. I'm never having corn with you again. <laughs> My brother Thor. heard somebody in the bathroom one time say. <laughs> They said, corn? When did I eat corn? Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Don't my God. Next, like that. next time I'm in oh a public restaurant, I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> when did I eat corn? Oh, my gosh. So does this mean I'm going to get invited to an Instagram DM group called, like, the Corn, corn Race Marathon? On the count of three, everybody corn- eats. Cornathon. Oh yeah. Anyways, that that sounds amazing. Could I definitely want to make that. Do you all? Think, we're talking. Wait, wait, wait. We're clarifying. The mac and cheese sounds amazing, not the corn race. Right? No, the corn. That's yeah, where we yeah, left yeah. it on. Just- the corn race sounds a little shitty. No, dude. Like uh, all things aside, like the, this recipe that you have. Do you think like that? Outside of it just being in a bowl and eating it or dipping, um, you know, chips into it or something, you think it's something that you could put on top of like a taco, you know, and you mean, you mean just like, or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, uh, a taco is basically just an unfried tortilla chip. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with yes, you could put it in a taco. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, you know, you get whatever protein, chicken, uh, beef you know, whatever. And, and, oh, yeah. and, Cor- and place I, I cheese, would do instead of shredded cheese. You do go, you know, that stuff across with some tomatoes. hundred percent. I, I would do either like pork belly, bacon or pulled pork for sure. I, just because that smoke flavor with the pasta, it would okay. go just perfect. Okay. Brad. So every time I try to do a smoked Mac and cheese, this might be a little too in the weeds, but I'm curious, uh, because I've seen the picture of yours and it looks delicious. Every time I try to do something similar, it's, I don't know if I've got the ratios off or what, but it always dries out on me. Like whenever I go to serve it, it's like the pasta sucks up all the sauce over time. So how do you make sure that you keep that like gooey, creamy consistency? That's a good question. I actually make a little too much bechamel. So like, Whatever, if you were just to look online and make a mac and cheese using bechamel, you need to make more of that sauce. That's the biggest key because it is absolutely going to do that where it sucks up all the sauce, especially if you do it in the skillet because the skillet will retain the heat. So one thing is, is that it's, it's helpful if you just keep stirring it a little bit. Um, uh, that way it, it doesn't create that crust on top. Um, but yeah, the other thing is just make a little bit too much sauce. If it looks like too much, it's probably just enough for something like this because it's got to be extra creamy. Otherwise, it's going to firm up. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And, you know, I've always had that issue as well until we actually made Susie Bullock, Hey Girl Hayes, her smoked mac and cheese yeah. on the Camp Chef. And it was like it was creamy, tons of cheese and uh, never had that problem. So I, I think that's probably the key. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that she uses mustard powder in hers because I've made hers before, too. And that's a great emulsifier. So that will keep the cheese melted as well. Um, I have many, many thoughts on mac and cheese. I think we need to do like a full mac and cheese episode to really explore this because there's so many different types we could we could actually talk about. Done. Yep. Done. Let's do it. Yep. On the books. Let's go. Well, hell yeah. Well, Brad, dude, that sounds amazing. Uh, if you don't care, tell everybody real quick how they can find you and where they can find this recipe. 
case they want to cook this jazz for Cinco de Mayo? Sure. Uh, Chiliesandsmoke.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. Just started YouTube channel. Um, and you could reach out to me, DM me, uh, whatever you need. I'll help walk you through. I'm very helpful. So um, cheers, guys. I'm uh, drinking a little bourbon since it's uh, evening on 420. And I'm. this is how I roll. It is <laughs> fermented essence of no less than 101 wild turkeys. Huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Bro, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers, Samantha. We will be uh, We'll talk to you soon, my man. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thank you. See you, buddy. 100%. I want to make this. Yeah. Because you know how one we all love freaking cheese. I almost wonder if we could make it without the whole thing, extra corn, no noodles. And just make a freaking rowdy ass dip out of it. You could put a. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, well, what you want to do is cut the corn of the cob into quarters, and you have corn ribs, and you dip the corn <laughs> ribs in there. That's it. Uh, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, how you got to do it right now. You know, right? All right, so you could throw some chicken in that mother. You guys have seen this oh, yeah. all over the internet. It's kind of an, an internet craze, Instagram craze. We've been seeing Berea tacos all over the place, Berea whatever, and we have got. Our friend Misty coming on, Seattle Butcher's wife, and she is going to walk us through her awesome, awesome dish of burrito tacos. So yeah. let's go ahead and ring her up. Let's get her on the line. Misty, welcome to That Reload Podcast. Thanks for having me. So Misty, you have, um, you, first of all, for all those who don't know who you are on social media, you go as Seattle Butcher's wife, correct? Yeah. Yes. That's right. And her pages came up before in a reload recommends from our friend Lou Kittrell. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so outstanding. We're huge, fan, huge fans of the page. And recently you made a tasty dish, you know, for the upcoming, you know, Cinco de Mayo that's on, that's uh, yeah. going to be coming up here. And it's the uh, Berea tacos that I see. That's right. That's there's, right. Berea, Berea, queso tacos. Barilla. That's right. <laughs> no, they looked they looked so freaking good. Uh the whole process that you did on these on these tacos was it was pretty intricate and uh, but they mm-hmm. looked amazing and especially with the what you dipped them in after that all that jazz but um mm-hmm. you had this chuck roast that Stacy I think was pretty. Yeah, this massive chuck roast. It looked like it was a Big one. So, um, can you tell us how you got that? There's a bacon. Which I know you're married to a butcher, <laughs> but uh, walk us through the smoking right. of this chuck roast. Sure. Well, oftentimes when I'm asking the butcher to bring me some meat for a specific cook, it you know it comes in a larger size. They have a USDA meat processing plant, and so nothing comes in small. So when I asked for chuck roast, of course I got a big one. So I knew that would be a super long smoke, but it was um, fantastic for what I needed it for. Um, first off with this, you have to smoke it for a really long time and then it gets the temperature and then you get to make the sauce. Um, so did you want to hear how I did it? Yes. Yeah. Please. So give us all the <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So with this one, um, I basically season the meat and I've done this now three times and I do plan on doing it for Cinco de Mayo. I think it's really important to bet. First off, seasoning the meat is really important. And then also um, getting a really low and, smoke, low and slow smoke on the um, 
meat so that it can really penetrate. So probably at least two, maybe even three hours. I think I did three hours the last time at about 225 on the smoker. And, um, you know, keeping an eye on it, if I sprayed it at all, it was a little bit of like um, water and beef broth, nothing overpowering because I really wanted to keep that regular beef flavor. And then um, once it sat in the smoker and got all nice and um, caramelized looking on the outside, that's usually when I take it off. And some of the photos that you'll see, the little prep photos or pre-taco photos, are of the check roast. And, it looks beautiful. You know, it's ready to go. I love it at that moment where it's just all smoky and fabulous before it breaks apart. Yeah. So then after, <laughs> then after that, um, I just put it in. Um, you know, the, um, oh my gosh, the Le Creuset. So I've got a Dutch oven in my smoker and then I start prepping all of the consomme. The sauce is, uh, you know, it takes it over the top. I'm sure many of us have had a Czech roast in our time. It's affordable, approachable, but it's that sauce that makes it so freaking amazing. This sauce, <laughs> is, so look, this sauce is what makes the whole dish. Yeah. Ha- they have to make it the is. sauce. It is. And when, and sitting in there and, you know, observing all the flavors just does it for, you know, and, and it's so great for many things. So basically in the sauce, um, there's tomatoes, there's, um, you know, chipotle peppers and adobo sauce. There is uh, some beef broth. Um, I sauteed some onions and garlic, the cinnamon sticks, there's two cinnamon sticks in there. And, um, I think that's one of those ingredients in the sauce where you're like, gosh, this tastes good. And I really can't figure out what that special note is. I think yeah. it probably is a little diet, you know, a little cinnamon in there, the bay leaves, um, and then the pastilla peppers, guajillo peppers, and then the arbo chili peppers. So lots of chili peppers. And you really have to be careful with those. Some you can get fresh. Some of them you can't find depending upon where you live. So I went to an international market <laughs> and picked up some dried ones. Nice. And, and got them in there to do whatever it takes to try to get that going. Okay, I um, ask and that then, for sure. <laughs> it's like sometimes they seem out of reach, but uh, we the first time I did it, I was trying really hard to stick to you know the main uh, peppers that I saw in most of these recipes that were out there, and um, I didn't want it to be too hot, but I I wanted to be a little bit closer to authentic, so I pulled them out, went to a shop I'd never I've driven driven by every day, but never entered, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this and get the peppers, and I'm glad I did. Did you did you did you deseed the the peppers or did you just yeah. chuck them in there? I soaked them. Yeah, I just the dried up ones. I just soaked, soaked them for a little bit. I had a bowl of water, let them soak there for just a little bit, and then I split them open and just kind of rubbed the seeds out. So it was really easy to get them out that way versus trying to scoop them out with a spoon or anything. Right on, right on. All right, continue. Sorry. So that's okay. And then, you know, the other seasonings were paprika, cloves, um, coriander, Mexican oregano, and salt. So that was pretty much it for that consomme. So once that chuck roast is all nice and had all the smoke penetration, then you put it in the sauce, put it on the smoker um, until it basically just falls apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once it falls apart, it's a magical moment because you can decide, you know, do I want to be really thin shredded or do I want bigger chunks? Um, and anyway, so you take it out, you separate the sauce and the meat once it is shreddable. And then the sauce, um, you'll have to skim off a lot of the fat that is absorbed through the cook off the top. But once that fat is taken off the top, you can use that sauce for then taking the corn tortillas and then um, dipping the corn tortillas in the sauce 
and then um, frying them with a little bit of the meat and some cheese. And then you go back and dip it into the consomme. And then that's straight magic. Oh, my gosh. Now, my question is with this consomme sauce, are you... Um, obviously not the cinnamon sticks or the bay leaf, but are you blending up like the chilies and the tomatoes and the I onion? didn't. No, and I've seen many people that have, but I I did not do that. So I you didn't just think steeped it, was it all together and then strained it. Yeah, strained it and all everything out. fell apart. It was like a you know it's like a soup almost. Anyways, there were little bits and chunks of peppers that I could have you know used an immersion blender or something for, but I didn't really feel the need to. And to be honest, it was a great it was a slight texture in there with the meat that made me happy. So I don't think I would have blended it. Um, but yeah, someone who, especially someone who is sensitive to textures or something might want to do that because there's, you know, the little pieces of the peppers, I suppose, is the only texture left there at that point, but it's so good. And then for the consomme, you're supposed to put, um, fresh chopped onions and then cilantro and a little bit of salsa that's supposed to go into the actual dipping sauce. Mm. <laughs> so, so Misty, you said uh, one of your ingredients is Mexican oregano, which is something that I've been super curious about because I've seen that in other recipes, mm-hmm. but it's not something I've ever taken the time to go source specifically. So I'm curious, do you think that Mexican oregano is different enough from regular oregano where it's worth going to get that ingredient specifically for this dish? Good question. Um, I did buy it, and when I tasted them next to each other, one has a stronger and more intense uh, smell. It doesn't taste any differently. To me, it almost tastes like it could be fresh. I I can't explain it, but it's like the difference between a spice that's been sitting there for a while and a spice Mm. that is, you know, like, wow, someone must have just made this. (laughs) So I think oregano plus plus. more of a pop of flavor. That's how I that's how I read it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what cheese did you use in your birria tacos? Oh, I've done this three times, and so I've been kind of a slacker on the cheese, whatever I have in stock. So I think the first time I used Mexican cheese, and then the last time I didn't have anything but Monterey Jack, and it still was fabulous. So I think, you know, (laughs) (laughs) any good, it's the meat that's the, you know, the key point, the the meat, and then having that. So you kind of like scoop out the (laughs) meat from the consomme and kind of drain it a little bit before. Or you're putting it in the taco to, to fry up. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, just enough to get the fat off of the top because the first time I made this, I was like, oh, right, this sauce, this is great. And then I, I did one of the tortillas. Um, and then I noticed there was really that shiny film all over the top. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. <laughs> so I think that, you know, <laughs> and some people probably wouldn't notice. I know, like, my husband, he's like, who cares? I, you got to drain the fat out of that. You know, I don't <laughs> like that. So it just depends <laughs> on your preference. But I would say, yeah, skim the fat off the top. The consomme tastes better. And uh, it, you know, it really does a nice job on the outside of the um, tortillas. Yeah, especially with, you know, the chuck roast has got like a higher fat content. I can ex- I can imagine it mm-hmm. being like that. Now, all of us are not married to a butcher like you are. So what would you recommend us <laughs> yeah, using? Misty. Like if we just go to the store or we order it somewhere, what like what mm-hmm. kind of cut would you recommend? I mean, just like a regular old mm-hmm. one and a half, two I and a half pound chuck roast. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. I, I think the original recipe and where the story is of the birria tacos is that it's lamb. Um, and I don't really have access to goat or lamb for these. Um, so I highly recommend um, the chuck roast. And even if you have to get a couple smaller ones, because I think the second time I did it, um, and the, don't tell the butcher, I guess it's out there for everyone, but I did buy them elsewhere. Oh, <laughs> oh super, what kind of wife are no you? Now. An impatient one. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I really wanted to try this. So I, I can't remember if I had this one in my freezer, but I bought another one. They were smaller and it was fine. Just smoking them at the same time and then putting them putting them both in there if they're smaller. Um, it's the same great flavor. I don't know if I'd try any other meat for it because I think it was just right. All right, Misty. So here's the question too. A lot of people out there, they're not rocking a smoker. Um, do you think that we could take you know, a smaller chuck roast like Stacy was talking about and put that mm-hmm. jazz in a slow cooker, like a crock pot or something, um, or, seen, or even I've in a baking dish and do, it. It, and do it in the oven, you yeah. know? Yeah, I've seen recipes for it. Um, to be honest, I really do think that there is a difference in uh, the texture of the meat and the, the flavors of the meat when you Great. don't have a smoker. I'd say if anybody has like even uh, a gas grill, and they can get some, one of those little pellet tubes or something to give it a little kiss of smoke. I think that's so important, and it could be the difference between good and great. So, Misty, when when you're done smoking the chuck roast, you may have already said this before, but I've had quite a bit of beer. <laughs> so, are you putting in like a solid <laughs> chunk into the consomme sauce, and then it breaks down, yeah. or are you shredding yeah. it and then sticking it into the sauce? No, no, it's not ready to shred after two hours. It's just not soft enough. Got it. So I just set the the big thing right in the bowl and uh, I keep checking it over time. And then once I can separate it apart, it's ready to go. It's just falling apart at that yeah, point. So she smokes it for two, yep. to th- two to three hours and then puts it in the consomme sauce and then yep. continues to smoke it after yeah, that in the crazy. consomme sauce. So that sauce is getting yeah. all that good smoke too. I say for some Everything. reason, I thought it said six yes. hours online, but I probably read it wrong. Yeah, I probably did sit in about six hours. So it took forever, especially no. for that big one. It said six pounds of chuck roast. And, and, so six pounds? And oh, and the last one. I'm looking at three posts. I yeah. think you hit something mm-hmm. really, really cool when you said that cinnamon is that note yeah. that you just, you're like, what is that? You can't pick out. I, mm-hmm. I love a good, like, chili that's got that that mm-hmm. cinnamon in it that brings mm-hmm. that that depth to oh, it that you're just like, yeah. man, what is different about this than than than, yeah. than others? Um, it's like a little spiciness and a little bit of sweetness to it as well. So I uh, I love that uh, that you included that in this yeah. consomme sauce. Thank you. I have another uh, rub for a tri-tip that has just a little tiny bit of cinnamon in it, and it's the same thing. It's like that. What is this? Yours tastes different. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. It's I know nice. That is. Well, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we appreciate you coming on here. Um, yeah. this, this, I, I've watched this. I see, I have to make this cause it looks so damn good, but, um, I want you to just tell everybody real, real quick, you know, how they can follow you and where they can sure. get this recipe, um, for themselves for Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Sure. Um, well, my name's Misty at Seattle Butcher's Wife on Instagram, and you can find the recipe just in my highlights. I had my first moment of realizing I needed to share recipes right away because mm-hmm. I got bombarded with requests. But anyone who wants to get it can just go to my highlights and find the birria tacos. 
Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's something that we definitely have down on our menu this month. And um, and if you all don't know what this what this is that we're talking about, go to Instagram right now. Go to Seattle Butcher's Wife on Instagram and just watch it. Just I think watch, we should reshare this video. Watch the process because it's so freaking Cotija in awesome. Chihuahua. Yes. Chihuahua and awesome. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, girl. Look, we're, we'll have you, we're going to have you back on at a later date for sure. I uh, love, love talking to you, but um, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Have Bye. a good night. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks. I really, really want to try this recipe. Yeah. Um, I love everything about it. Yeah, and I wasn't mistaken. It did on one of those posts. It did say that she had smoked the six pound chuck roast for six hours at two twenty five. So that's where I had a little mistake. I don't know if you can handle these southern grits, girl. I can't. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. Well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to be coming in hot with Jeremy's rapid fire questions. Yours truly's reload recommends, and we're going to end that jazz with a little bit of F Y's, Stacy's favorite segment of the show. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side. you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dowstrong. Dowstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At Dowstrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code ThatReloadPodcast. I said ThatReloadPodcast to save on the finest brand in the game. DowStrong. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are going to wait. We're not going to jump right into rapid fire questions. We have a callback to our earlier segment. Um, What are we calling this, Matt? Will it Nitro? Will it nitro? I like that. Yeah. Will it nitro? So I uh, I went and grabbed my um, my whipped cream canister out of the fridge, and I have a uh, a beer glass here. We're going to see if uh, if this PBR is now a nitro PBR. So uh, hold it up on camera. We we have to be able yep. to see it happen. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be all head. It, pro- probably. So here we go. Um, I think you're supposed to pour it just like you would with a tap, like right on the side so, there. So hang on, man. Is the beer in the canister? Yeah, the beer is in the canister oh. with the nitrogen. Let's go. Right here we go. One hundred percent. It's just foam. Look at it's that. foam. Get- oh, okay, so I think you're supposed to pour some and then do it straight down for the last little bit. Get you a bro. That thing. It gets you. Drink it. it is. You gotta get a white. sip. I'll get a sip. Get you a sip, bro. If it ain't on your beard, I mean, it don't count. It's there's nothing to it. It's just it's like cotton candy or something. <laughs> it dissolves in your mouth. It looks like there's, beer, fla- like beer flavored whipped cream is kind of how it. Yeah, it's like beer, fl- like beer fluff. I don't know if you can see it, but there's like bubbles of beer like floating through there. Like they're just being like suspended in the foam. It's nothing but foam. Okay, um, but I want you to picture okay. tomato soup like that. Okay, but like look at the bottom there. There's like a little. Oh, bit of beer I now. see it. Now, wonder, now, now, I wonder if it, how if, how long, if you let that sit for five minutes, uh, if we get through with our segments here, if that will then be drinkable Just beer. flat? I bet it'll be flat. Yeah, probably. Um, more testing to do. Probably using an extremely light beer like this wasn't like the best thing. 
ultra carbonated. Yeah, well, you normally see uh, nitros with like real dark beers that are heavy, you know? I, I wonder if that comes into play. Maybe. Uh, and now, that. like future whipped cream you're going to make is just going to taste like PBR. Yes. Um, I'm starting to suspect that this whipped cream canister will never get whipped cream in it. But, you know. <laughs> tomato soup. Stacy's really with this tomato soup. All right, I got a, a little tiny bit of beer there. Can we please nitrous with tomato soup for God's sake? <laughs> Just like Campbell's. There he goes. There he goes. He got a little bit. Um, water. Would not recommend the PBR. <laughs> we keep screwing up PBRs. Like, let's not try to fix something that's not broken. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we definitely do that. Yeah, I want right, to try. Guys. I want to try to to do bourbon in the nitro canister, and then also bourbon in the carbonator, and try them side by side. Ooh, man! Yes. Yep. Because mm. the carbonator, like when you did the carbonator, this has been you know freaking episodes and episodes ago, like a year ago. Yeah, was it? Anyways, uh, that wasn't bad. It was like. Kind of refreshing, not gonna lie. Yeah, it was like bourbon seltzer, and this is gonna be like bourbon foam. So we'll have to try it out. All right, cool. Jeremy. Yeah, I think we need to do that again, but uh cold this time. I think that was our, our comment from last time. It needs to be cold coming out of the seltzer. Yeah. Hey, Amen. All right, guys. Uh let's jump right into rapid fire questions. Let's do Stacy, Matt, Joel. Best for last. Best for second. What? I thought you were going to say best in the middle. Come on, no? <laughs> best in the middle. There. Uh, first question is uh, listener submitted. Uh, wet wings or dry wings? Stacy. I prefer sauced ones. I dry rubbed, then sauced. So wet. So wet. Joel. Dry. So wet. Give me some dry wait, wings, baby. Wait. Dry. I was dry in the rub. middle. I was oh, in wait. the middle. You skipped me. Matt. Hi, he asked me. I like, I like wet wings. <laughs> wet, wet. Okay, and, and now Joel, because you're your last. Uh, Joel. Oh, uh, if, if I like? was to have a wing, I think I'd pick dry. A dry, dry. Okay, okay. This is so difficult because you're not sitting in the right order. You're the one who set the order. Uh, Stacy and Matt, if you could switch positions for me, that'd be really okay. helpful. Uh, oh, the listener who submitted that was uh, Stacy. It was in your stories this week. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I do. I'm Next a Next question. There we go. Next question. Uh, are jackalopes real? Stacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt. I think I've seen a taxidermied one once, so I'm going to say yes. Real enough. Yeah. Joel. I mean, there's... You've been... A- what? You can touch you, it. You, you, you've been out in the woods the most out of all of us. Oh, yeah. You I have mean, the highest chance of seeing one. But outside of that, have you not seen the copious amounts of video footage of the jackalope on America's Funniest Home Videos? I mean, he's real. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything on that show is completely real, so... It yeah. is. Why not? And if I ever see one, it's going on the wall. We have another listener-submitted question, and this is for a Name That Movie. Whoa. Right. First, pers- first person to have the answer. Shout it out. Brave, disabled war veteran takes on a group of armed terrorist thieves. Forrest Gump. What? How is that at all the plot of Forrest Gump? <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> she stopped at disabled. Brave disabled Who are the Forrest terrorists? Gump. Wait a minute, say it again, please. Brave disabled war veteran takes on a group of armed terrorist thieves. Tropic Thunder. Uh, 
Platoon. <laughs> you could just say the real plot to Tropic Thunder and it'd be what messed up. Could, what about Taken? No. No, he's not disabled. Come on, man. So I, I keep saying disabled. Those are kidnappers. Not right? all disabilities it's, it's, are it's, physical, Joel. Die hard. Die yeah. hard. <laughs> no, no, but but it is strikingly similar to Die Hard. But he's not disabled. Oh shit. The the, the disabled is really important here. This guy has a big disability. Up? No. <laughs> Up? He's just old. <laughs> I, I can't think of it. I know the movie uh, I'm talking about, but I can't get it. Uh, the, the listener who submitted oh, wait, 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 wait. this was... That movie with... It's the movie with Chris Hemsworth. Nope. Um, the listener who submitted this, uh, it was Mick at SWIA Farming. Um... We were guessing who would who would get this one, and uh, my guess was that Matt would get this one. That's oh. your hint. <sighs> Some kind of medieval or Star no. Wars or. It's Star Wars. You know that. <laughs> Not because of the brave, hit. brave disabled Jeremy. war veteran Darth Vader takes on a group of armed terrorist thieves, the Rebel Alliance. I never, ever would have got that. Ever in my N- life. Nicely done, Mick. Bitch, I'm sorry I'll drink let you that down. straight. <laughs> so, Stacy, you nailed that one. Congrats. Woo! Thank she you. Started, she she you said Matt. She just started naming off nerdy movies. That's all I was. <laughs> hey, I'm a little hey, offended. Yeah, right? That, that, that's how I won our baseball trivia, so, so don't get on that. Uh, what about him? What do you mean the clown one? He said it, the first clown thing he could do. Well, because yeah. Matt's a very smart person, he's intuitive. Thanks a lot, bitch. <laughs> Next question. Are you a dog person or a dog person? Stacy. Dog person. Matt? Solidly dog person. Yeah, for sure. Good choice. Uh, Joel? Cats are the devil. Yes. So. Cats. We're talking about dogs here. What do you mean? I'm just saying. Dog person. It needs to be said. Okay. Yeah, how to get it out there. Who would win in a fight? The Justice League or the Avengers? Stacy. I don't watch any of those movies, so I'm just going to say the Avengers because they were on Fortnite. Wow, that's a poor decision. Matt. I'm going to say the Avengers, too, just because... Oh, my God. They've got Tony Stark. What are you doing? Who's the Justice League? What are you... Okay, I'm like... Batman, Superman, uh, the Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Stop yourself. Catwoman? Stop yourself right now. But Avengers has Spider-Man? Catwoman. It's Superman! He's Superman will come in with laser eyes and just fry all their brains real yeah, quick. And you can then... just hold a rock up next to him and he crumbles, though. No, if you can find the rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, or just don't keep him away from the sun so he can't, like, charge up or whatever. Dwayne no, Johnson. Like okay, no, here's the thing. Dwayne Johnson rocks. Superman is the most OP, you know, superhero out there. He, it, 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 He's too strong. Outside yes. of that, if you take Superman out of the equation... I'm going Avengers. Well, how many members are in the Avengers and how many members are in the Justice League? I don't know. It's, where's Spider-Man I, in all I this? I feel like Marvel Batman, is like sprawling. Wonder Woman. No, the, uh, the the Justice League has hundreds of members. You're talking the Teen Titans. You're talking there's so many groups inside of Justice oh, League. Oh, you're getting deep. Hundreds of members. You're getting yeah, deep that's, on that. that's the issue. Well, where is Spider-Man? Uh, he's in the, the Avengers. Avengers. The Avengers. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, but like, I mean, like you have the Flash. I mean, there's so many people on the uh, on the Justice League. I have been down a deep rabbit hole. What about the Silver that, Surfer? That's that Flash. That's also Marvel. The guy from the freaking Justice League movie with his fucking little arms. Cotilla. You really, you really don't like him. I or, don't or, like that. Or, 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 or Cyborg, another one. They were Good terrible. Crazy. They needed them. Yes, Matt is doing it perfectly right now. That is not how <laughs> anyone runs in life. He's doing the movements of one of those car dealership noodle yeah. guys who like go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. How far would a squirrel have to fall in order for it to be fatal? Stacy. Uh, you know, I'd say, a, I'd say a good 100 feet. 100 feet? Okay. Matt? I don't think it could fall far enough. I think its terminal velocity is too low. Okay. Joel? Uh, a solid 60 to 80 feet. Um, I've shot them out of trees, you know, <laughs> and watched them fall at, you know, good 40, 50 feet and still run. But I think... A, Anything 80 feet and above, they out. They gone. So a squirrel can survive terminal velocity. So they would have to fall 4,800 miles so that they would starve to death during the fall for it to be fatal. Nailed it. Nailed Are it. Are you serious? Is this no, a- you said that they wouldn't die or, or, or that they couldn't die at any height. But 4,000 They're not dying from the fall. Miles. They're dying from starvation. I just said for it to be <laughs> fatal. <laughs> on a technicality. On a technicality, there is no height because they die of starvation. Yeah, so the the fall itself is fatal. Okay. Nope. I, I I'm still know. proud of myself for getting as close as I did. Very, very close. I'm going to capture question. a squirrel and chuck it off a bridge and see what happens. That's terrible. Oh, I, I, okay. I probably wouldn't do that, I and I wouldn't fine. talk about it on the I'll, podcast. Well, I'll eat it after. Either. Does that, that count? Sure, but it's going to be a lot. Barbaric <laughs> hunting by Joel Licklider. <laughs> tenderized. <laughs> You have $20 in two hours to feed six people. What are you making, Stacy? Spaghetti. Spaghetti? Yeah, you get like the noodles for like, you get a pound of noodles for 99 cents. Or just a few eggs and some flour. $20. It'll happen and they'll starve forever. (laughs) (laughs) If they wait on me to make that up, they're starving. $20, two hours, is that what you're saying? $20 $20 in two hours to feed six people. Matt. Uh, I'm going to go get four hot and readies from Little Caesars. There's one that's oh, less damn. than 20 minutes from my house. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. You can just get three hot and readies and save $5. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Joel? I'm going to Burger King and I'm getting the... Uh, oh my God, you guys are so lame. I'm going to get the two for 10. Uh, no, no, there, there's no repeats and Matt already chose shitty fast food. Oh, come on. Oh, shit. Okay. If you guys are going to try and get me on technicalities, I'm going to get you right back. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm two hours. Two hours. I'm still 20 st- bucks in two hours. I'm still sticking to burgers, all right? I'm going to go buy some brick and 80, okay. 80 20 ground chuck, and I'm going to make some good. Find like 73 27. <laughs> No. 99 gonna, cent Kroger buns. Get a log. Five pound log. <laughs> get one of them logs. Yeah. <laughs> no, In a I'm tube. Like, no, I'm making some smash. 12 pounds I, of meat. I'm making some smash burgers. Easy. There you go. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. What would you say on that one, Jeremy? Uh, Probably roast chicken and veggies. You could roast a whole thing. Yeah. You could definitely roast a chicken yeah, okay. and like, I was, Yeah. Chickens are surprisingly affordable as well. Yeah. A couple bucks. That brings us to the final question of the evening. Stacy, 
are Reload Rope's greatest seasonings of all time. They absolutely are. Matthew Park. Yes, of course. And Mr. Troll. Is Chihuahua a cheese? It is. It's also a province in Mexico. Hey. And with that, I will throw it over to you for your segment. That's right, guys. It's time. That segment you've been longing for and waiting for. We recommend things to you we think are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's roll straight into... That's right, guys. Let's do this damn thing right now. We're going to roll things in with Stacy. We're going to go to again. Jeremy, my ass, and then we're going to end things with Matt's music, y'all. Let's roll. Stacy, what you got? I am recommending a homemade salsa recipe. So, in the past, I've made it by roasting some tomatoes and doing all that, but we're going a little bit easy here. Go to homecookinghunter.com, cooking without the G. We've got the recipe on there. Um, super... Simple, but the best salsa you will eat. I'm telling you right now, anytime we've made it, it's highly uh, recommended. It's yeah. highly uh, requested. Uh, 28 ounce can of diced tomatoes. Drain it. I have also, in the past, the last few times I've done it, which has really taken it up a notch, is used crushed tomatoes. And you can use the San Marzano, San Marzano ones as well. 16 ounces tomato juice. One and a half jalapenos. Add. You could take the seeds out if you don't want it spicy. Leave the seeds in if you do half of an onion, a cup of fresh cilantro, and then I use a bunch of sea salt and a bunch of garlic salt. You can use fresh garlic if you want. Garlic salt does the trick. And then juice from half of a lime, blend it all together, keep it in a mason jar in your fridge the last couple weeks, and it is phenomenal. Yeah, buddy, it is good. Super simple to make a large batch of your own salsa. Hell yeah. Jeremy, what you got, bro? Yeah, tonight um, I would like to recommend a, uh, a cast iron pan I just got, and I've been playing with a little bit. I made some pizzas in them the other night, and they are from uh, Talon Claw Cookware. It is a cast iron pan that has a removable handle, uh, so when you go to put it on the grill, you take the handle off, then it doesn't get hot on you. You can move your pans around super easy, and they take up less space in the grill because they don't have a handle jutting out the side. Uh, really convenient, easy to easy to easy to work with, and uh, you can find them on Instagram or their website, Talon Claw Cookware. Um, I just set up a code with them today. So if you do purchase one, uh, TKW, the Kitchen White Law, TKW10 will get you 10% off. Um, but they are really fun to cook with. I'd recommend checking them out if you do a lot of cast iron grilling. And that's especially good too. You know, when we go camping, a lot of times we'll bring um, our pit barrel and we make big nachos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the problem yes. that you have is you can't put your cast iron yeah. in the pit barrel because it's round and most of them have a large jutted out handle or you're exactly. sacrificing all of that grill space for a handle. And so I've actually seen the Talon Cookware uh, skillet, the uh, cast iron skillets before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's why it's, that's definitely why it would be good. 100%. And if you're going, if you're going camping, uh, you can bring multiple skillets in just one handle because you're not going to be moving them all at once. So they stack up, they nest inside of each other. I, I have two skillets and two handles because there's a cast iron and also an aluminum one. Uh, but you really just need one handle and a couple skillets to move it around. You know? Yeah. I saw you Super make. Awesome. I saw you making the pizza in that damn thing. It, I was pretty jelly. It looked pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Cast iron pizzas are phenomenal, and uh, I'm looking forward to using them for some more cooks. Hell, yeah. All right. So I'm going to be recommending today the beer. Me and Stacy have been drinking all freaking night. It's been the Southern Grist. I can't even know. I don't think I can pronounce it. Canela? Oscuro? 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 
I don't even know what oscuro means, but I know canal means cinnamon. Canela. Canela means cinnamon. Uh, we're going to look that up. Anyways, but um, it's fantastic. It is like a delicious dessert. Cinnamon. It's not very heavy at all. Um, it's very, It's got some fizz, but I love, love, love that peppery quality that hits you in the throat on the back end. Yeah, just like this. a little tingle in the back of the throat. doesn't even burn your tongue. No, I got that cocoa flavor. It's. I, I did not think I was going to like this. Me neither. Because I'm not big on... You know, super thick beers. It's like light chocolate with cinnamon and coffee aftertaste. Yeah, but the carbonation is perfect. Yeah. So Southern Grist. Say that for me. Canela Oscuro, which means dark cinnamon. Dark cinnamon. Hey. So check it out, guys. It's fantastic beer. You will not regret it. Matt, what are we listening to, buddy? All right, this week for Matt's music, I have Sacramento, California-based alternative rock band, Cake. Originally released as part of their 1996 album, Fashion Nugget, this is a song called The Distance. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. Jeremy, I can't wait to hear that in a reel coming up. It's gonna oh, that's 100% going to be on a reel. That's a fantastic song. But I keep, I, forgetting, I keep forgetting to plug our Spotify playlist. It's been like a month. Uh, so if you like the stuff that I bring every week on Matt's Music, go search Spotify for Reload Recommends. There's a huge playlist of all of the songs we've ever featured in Reload Recommends, uh, you know, this back end of the podcast. Uh, and you can like it and subscribe. And if you're like Stacy, you might even get a sneak peek as to what's coming because I typically add the songs a few days before we record. So, and then it's even longer before you guys get to hear it as the listeners. So you can yeah. see the stuff that's coming up. We were hanging out outside, grilling up our carne asada and I I thought, wait a minute, cake going the distance. Why is this on our playlist? And I thought he had changed the channel and nope, sure enough, got a little sneak preview. That's another one of those Mercury Cougar and a pack of camel cigarettes (laughs) moments right there. (laughs) A little ciggy snack. Uh, A little ciggy snack. All, any alt rock from 96 <laughs> to 99. Oh, yeah. That's, I picture like Joel with a full head of hair and a cigarette hanging out of his, you know, mouth and like white, white t-shirt, freaking whole head of hair, man. In the Gym mer- shorts that you still own. And the Mercury Cougar, dude. Picking up all the ladies. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up, girl? That's so good. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Matt, have, that, you always bring the, the hits that slap. And we listen to that playlist multiple times a week. That is our go-to. I'm proud of the playlist. Like it's something that I want to put on outside for my freaking neighbors to hear because it's a it's such a badass playlist. It is. So yeah. all right. Well, that being said, let's roll into the last segment of the night. It's the one that you all love. Jeremy is going to spit his <laughs> welcome and bienvenue to this week's, this day's, minutes, seconds, months, years. F-Wad. Yes. What were we calling it earlier? F-Word. The F-Word of the Week. The F-Word? I think that's what you called it. The F-Word of the Week. It was from. 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 
This week's word is fraisage, and this is what? a technique when making fraisage. I, I thought it was fromage. No, fraisage. F- fromage is cheese. Okay. No, we're talking fraisage, which is a method of blending butter or lard into a uh, into a lean dough when making a pie crust. Uh, you're going to use the palm of your hand and push it along the countertop, making kind of little lacy edges on the on the uh, sides there and blending all of it smoothly together. Uh, this is one of the final steps in making a really really phenomenal pie crust, and that is fraisage. Fraisage. Fressage. You said fressage. 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 Massaging the dough with a fressage. 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 Is that going to be two S's or one? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joel. On a scale from one to ten, how are you feeling? Uh, About a... Ah, well, you know what? After last week's victory... And that sweet mm. music you slapped on there, Matt. <laughs> you had the winter music. Oh, I that. scrolled through so many like different jackpot sounds, like uh, casino jackpot sounds. That's the one I finally settled I on. I was so. meeting a customer, finishing up the podcast, and got totally amped in my car or my truck <laughs> before, uh, before I hit it. But I'm sure this is going to... I don't feel good about this one at all, guys. I, but I, I'm because of the win, I'm going to say a, I'm going to go a two on this one. Oh, Fressage. All right. That is not right, but here we go. F R E S A G E. Fressage. That was surprisingly close, but not quite there. Ah, damn it. What was it? F R F R A I S A G E. Fressage. Fray. Fraisage. Wow. Like Fraser. Fraisage. Dang it. That's so close. Like Fraser. Like Fraser Crane. That was a tough one. <laughs> that's really tough. <laughs> oh, that man. makes no sense. I really wanted to get it on that. Dang it. All right. Show. Well, that's it. That's it. Let's get the hell out of here. This part is one is over. Part one of our Cinco de Mayo podcast is over. You guys stay tuned for next week because we got some great cocktails that we're going to be talking about so get and a porn oh yeah and matt is bringing a a special edition porn on the podcast you're not gonna wanna miss so we love you guys thank you all for listening to the show and hey while you're at it hit that subscribe button do it do it right now that way you can listen to that reload podcast anytime anywhere love you guys see you on the next show see you next tuesday This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. You know it's a good segment when I'm like laughing and smiling so hard it fogs my glasses up. <laughs> yeah. So come back with Brad. Or... I don't know why I did what? that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who is that? I don't even know. I don't like that. My ears are hot. <laughs> she has her headphones like this right here. They're hot. <sighs> this.
Mexican hot chocolate is heating me up. That's what I look like. This is good. Okay. What's it called, Brad? Mac and cheese, Mexican? Elote's mac and cheese. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> Elote's mac and cheese. All right. Somebody else bring us back. I'm a mess tonight. Somebody else needs to bring us in. Berea tacos. Nice. Okay. Berea. It's got extra eyes and stuff in it. I don't. Yeah. Not confident Berea is actually even how you say it. No. It, in the it videos, has a silent D at the beginning. Berea. I spelled it B R B A R I L L A. What Barilla? the pasta brand? Barilla. <laughs> I heard in videos them say totally different things. Here's Berea pronunciation right here. Oh. We are looking at how to pronounce Berea. Birria. Birria. <laughs> Please so do Bria. that, Joel. Birria. Come on, Please say it. it like that. I'll do it. Be like, There's we the looked w- up a pronunciation guide. This is I'm how you even, say it. Not even going to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it, Jeremy. With the chinchilla cheese. Chihuahua cheese. Chinchilla cheese. 